Hi, and welcome everyone to today's video. Uh, if you guys watched or listened to our last video, we we talked a lot about anxiety. You know where anxiety comes from, how it, uh, you know how it uh, develops, and how much our perception of the world around us, how we interpret things, really affects you know the level of anxiety that we will uh, experience. Uh, we talked really, really in, in great detail, and so I'd really invite you guys that uh, to watch that video or listen to that um, listen to that videos as it was. Uh, yeah, we got into some real, real depth when it comes to anxiety. Um, and so today, what we want to do was talk about a few tips that you can start doing if you have anxiety, if you start feeling anxious. Uh, things that you can do today, even right now, as we go through uh, through this video or through this audio, uh, things you can do to start reducing any levels of anxiety you might be experiencing. Um, and so, Dad, I guess I'll uh, turn time over to you and let's talk about some some things that people can start doing. And you are still on mute. Sorry about that. But at any given time, we can experience anxiety. I mean, an anxiety can come uh, if a crisis comes in our life, but it doesn't really last a long time. The problem is when it's uh, anxiety that's psychological. So here's some tips, okay, that we can do. Um, number one, uh, you can use your body. So when we're excited, it's like if we are trapped inside our mind. So we can direct our body to help us. Uh, one of the things that's very effective, it is uh, this, uh, this trick, we can trick our mind. So because mainly when we are trapped in our mind, it is like if the stories of our life, the memories takes over. In reality, it does, in reality, it doesn't take over. We just allow this to happen because we just keep uh, having conversation with uh, memories of the past. So, but nevertheless, you know, that affects our body and it feels like if we are in this cage, unable to really take control. So, but we can we can use our body. So one of the things is, is uh, things to trick our mind. Um, do this immediately. As soon as you start feeling inside it, uh, trying to identify uh, three items that you can see that are in front of you and verbally uh, pronounce the name of those items. Let's say if I see a lamp, I will say lamp. Uh, if I see a book, I will say book. And then if I see a desk, I'll say desk. And then after that, uh, do uh, move your body, move part of your body, move three parts of your body. Maybe you want to move your hand, okay? Maybe you want to move your neck, okay? Perhaps you want to move your ankle. So uh, do this, and uh, that's that's just a, a way to trick the body to so the mind. I'm sorry. So in the way, the mind doesn't continue bombarding us with these uh, memories of emotions of the past or thoughts because you know it's just very uncomfortable to be in that, that situation. So after you do that, immediately start breathing. This is another part where we activate the sympathetic nerve system. See, when we are under anxiety, the, I'm sorry, the, the parasympathetic. When we are under anxiety, we activate the sympathetic nerve system, which is actually is arousal. It is alert. So, and the parasympathetic nerve system, you know, is kind of inhibited. 
So that's not a good thing because that means that uh, the entire body starts really going into this uh, moment of discomfort. And it's, if we're not running, like if we were, we were in danger, so we're sitting there or standing up or laying down with these sensations that are so uncomfortable and now the physiological effects of anxiety. So, so when you breathe, okay, you actually help your body. So you parasympathetic nervous system start uh, inhibiting the sympathetic activity. So things start kind of leveling up. So you breathe, you know, this way, okay? So you're gonna take, uh, uh, don't do very deep breath. Either panic, either it's a panic attack. Do it slowly, okay? And go like this. If it's panic attack, go slow and exhale. Now, if you're not in a panic attack, but you know, you identify that you have inside, so do a little deeper breath. So you're gonna inhale, you know, take about four seconds, then hold your breath for about two seconds, and then exhale. Do it again. Hold it and exhale. Do it again. Hold it and exhale. So do this between five to 10 times. It depends on how bad the anxiety is. So now, next tip. So you're gonna stand up wherever you are, you know, if you are outside, be sure you are standing up, you know, very straight. Uh, if you're in your room or any room, you know, stand up straight. And, and now what you're gonna do is just uh, direct your focus of attention to just one spot in the ceiling, just one spot. So any spot? Any spot in the ceiling. So anywhere, but stay there, okay? If you're outside, do the same. No, maybe one cloud. Just stay there, no, looking at it. So when you do this, you basically, you are uh, paying attention to one thing that is away from the mental and uh, emotional feelings that are related to whatever it put you in that, in that situation. So uh, how this explained, uh, our, our, our body, our nervous system, you know, which is, pretty much everywhere in the body, okay? Uh, it has two, two uh, uh, spots of attention. So there is one, like if I'm walking, my brain is has attention in the movements and it's done through our reflexes. Well, I don't have to think about it, but it's still the brain has attention. And then the next spot could be the attention to the person that's walking with me and I can talk. So, but focus, the brain doesn't have the ability to focus into two things. So, if my mind is focused on whatever is causing this emotional anxiety, see, at the moment that I put my focus in one spot, okay, then, you know, pretty much I break the connection between these thoughts and ideas that have placed me into the moment that I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. So, that's a very, uh, effective uh, technique, uh, you're gonna have to really focus, okay? So your mind might want to bring you back into the same thoughts, okay? But what you're gonna do 
you know, whether this happens when you're breathing or it happens when you are standing up focused into a point in the ceiling or in the sky, uh, you're going to, you need to be uh, aware of that. So, and you can talk, you know, to your mind. It's not like it's another person or you have two personalities, just memories. No. You can talk to your mind and say, okay, not now. I'm focusing on this at this moment. Or if you're breathing, you know, since you're gonna focus on the sound of the breath and the movement of your chest while you're breathing, uh, and the, the thoughts that might really want to be there with you. So you can do exactly the same. No, I'm focusing on this right now. And uh, if you do that, something that we are not aware of is that, uh, that three pounds, you know, about three pounds of uh, uh, meat, in fat, in water, which is what our brain is made of, okay, in proteins, in carbs. So that organ, it actually obeys you, okay? Obeys to you, you know, whether you believe you have a spirit or a soul or you are your conscience, but, uh, you know, that part of you, it has the ability to lead, you know, the memories of the mind. So these are, these are really very effective um, exercise. Here's another one. Uh, let's say you are under excited and there is depression and you feel like trapped. There is no way out. Okay. I, I'm going to have to tell you one thing is, you know, that uh, these, these thoughts and ideas, they are not really the truth. Because as, a, as an organ, the brain has a mission is a function, one of this is to protect you. So it takes priority protection. So, and then as we got parts of the brain where they are functioning to help you. So now, any time that you entertain thoughts that are non-constructive, they're negative, okay, or of any kind, you know. So literally you are building circuitries. You know, all these thoughts that we entertain, the emotions that come with the thoughts, they're going to be recorded. And, and the brain produces, you know, circuitries, like highways, little streets, you know, connecting one neuron with another one. Now, any thought that is related to, to danger, whether it's, you know, a fantasy, a danger, you know, like my mother-in-law is a witch, and it's going to burn me on the stake. <laughs> okay, so that's a thought. And, and even though it might be a fantasy uh, that I'm creating because I think she doesn't love me, she doesn't care for me, she wants me to, my wife to divorce me, and all those thoughts are going to immediately create a circuitry that's going to be connected with uh, this system of fears. Okay, and the brain actually will take that in circuitry and will connect it to a uh, a really very fast highway. So that takes priority over anything else. So any type of thoughts that are leaning towards, uh, you know, a negative and uh, they're not constructive is going to be like uh, connected to this fast highway. And this fast highway that the brain has, you know, it has two directions. One is a reflexive, okay, is uh, it's quick and spontaneous, no? 
That's why we raise our voice real quick. Or we maybe act, okay, you know, responding to a certain circumstances in a very quick way. And that's it's like automatic. automatic. It's automatic. So, and the other part is the connection directly to the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that actually does respond to danger. So, so if I have built this circuitry, uh, it, it's immediately, you don't even have to choose. This thought is going to be connected to my, my uh, uh, fear response. It will be automatically. The brain knows that, oh, to you, as dangerous, because you think your mother-in-law is going to, is thinking, uh, uh, you know, talking to your wife to divorce you, and that's danger, because you love your wife, you want a family, you work for this, and now, even though your mother-in-law might be thinking of something else and you are laying down your bed, you know, uh, entertaining thoughts. So you create in that circuitry, you know, whether it's money, whether it's uh, respect that others may have for me, whether it's, you know, health or fears, any fears that you really put together, you know, uh, it will do that. So that's what it brings eventually, you know, you, you get exposed to the bills, that comes every month and you're afraid of money and you have a bad relationship with money, then your brain immediately will put the stress mechanism. I mean, that can affect you if you don't really know how to deal with it. So anyways, now when it comes to danger, the brain will always uh, magnify the truth. It will always assume, it will filter, you know, that which means uh, bad news for us if it's not real danger. So I'm going to see bigger than what it is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she never loved me. I mean, we say those things, no? Yeah. People don't care for me, no? Or we say uh, about our kids, I mean, she's always that way. Okay, or he will never change. She will never change. Those are really uh, the response that comes, you know, from, from the brain that is designed to protect you. And since the information that I place that being negative or, you know, um, really, it just connect this thing. That's why it's much more easy to respond to negative thoughts in every situation than positive. Okay, because, I mean, love is good, but your brain don't cares about love. Okay, uh, happiness is amazing, but your brain doesn't care about that. I mean, um, you can you can be uh, happy, but uh, if you're in danger, we got to protect you, know, the whole... The whole body has to be protected, so that takes priority. See, it doesn't mean that you are trapped to this condition, because even if uh, you and I have placed ourselves there, because you know this just don't happen like that, we have placed ourselves there through time. So now here's what you're gonna do, okay? As a as a another technique, okay? Remember, okay, number one, use your body, you know, by the other tips. Then now. I have to control this information. So my mind is just information. The mind is like a map of all the experiences. There's emotion there from the past, there is there's a thoughts, there is knowledge, there are good and bad things, okay? And the mind job is only to help you, no? Of course, I've been believing that my mother-in-law is a witch and doesn't want me to stay with my wife. That means danger. So now when my mother-in-law shows up at the door, 
okay, or she's in a party where I'm going, or my mom, my wife talks about her, or I see her picture, my brain, my mind is going to put information that I recorded before, you know, is for to consider, uh, you know, some voices will come up saying, oh, here she is again, and she's going to screw the day, okay? So that's not just happening now. That's something that it just takes place faster than what you can you can even think, okay? So now it's your job to actually direct those those thoughts, because if these thoughts haven't been helping me to anyway, neither to feel good about myself, my you know maybe even affecting my life, you know, because my mother-in-law is next door to me, and she is coming all the time. So if it's creating suffering, I got to change it. So. So you can actually uh, ask your mind to give you a, a different information. You can do that anytime. See, the, the, the mind is just the memories in the brain. So and now you can conduct it. Okay, that doesn't mean that it's going to give you a better inform, uh, you know, better information right away. No, because if I spend, you know, ten years, five years, two years thinking that my mother-in-law is just had no really good intention for me. Okay, then of course there's going to be a lot of information there, so you can continuously do that. Okay, give me a better information. You know, and it's, if you have a, another voice coming to you, to you, and you can ask for a better one. You know, eventually uh, the mining is going to run out of those. You know, uh, these are right thoughts and uh, negative thoughts, and it's going to give you something good. Well, maybe you're going to say after a few intents. After all, she's not really bad. She, you know, helped me to pay the, the rent 10 years ago. Or she let me use her car when I need it. Or, you know, she raised my wife and she's a wonderful person. So things like this, you know, are being inhibited. You know, these memories that we have, they're good. They are inhibited because, you know, it's so fast. The way how these connections and negative thoughts are into the, uh, the, uh, the amygdalas in the bank, and then we have this stress response. So you can do that, okay? And, and you know, Ulysses, you did the practice, uh, you know, we'll talk about this uh, some time ago. So how, how was that for you? It's actually it? been, it's been uh, really good. Oh, oh, what's What has been surprising is really how fast it works. Um, just, you know, basically asking my my brain for a different thoughts, uh, for a better, rather a better thoughts. It, it's been interesting how, how like you're you're. I think we forget that yeah, we actually control our brain. Our brain is there for us to use, and so when we do when we do that, yeah, my I I start having a better thoughts, and I'm able to. Yes, yeah, see things I didn't necessarily see before. It, it was just. I, I think it, again, it just surprised me how fast that works. And, and to clarify to the audience about this, okay, because I have questions about this before in a forum that I was explaining about this. See, we have to clarify the mind, it is like a machine that has recorded information available to you when you're exposed to any experience. You just have to be exposed. That's it, okay? And like in like a machine, you know, you can push a button and then 
the voices recorded comes up or the music you want comes up, you just push. Now, uh, when it comes to the mind, you have really no, no choice in regard to what voices will come up, okay? Because you are exposed to the weather and then the brain with the memories will pop up, you know, a voice saying, it's cold. I mean, we all have that experience, you know? mm-hmm. Or if it's hot, it's hot. So now, these are only uh, things, memories of the past that comes to help you, okay? The brain thinks, okay, you have to make a decision what it means cool. You have to, to uh, uh, you know, interpret. You have the perception of cold in front of you. Now, what are you gonna do with that? So maybe you choose, okay, I'm gonna get a jacket. Or maybe you're going to say, wow, I'm going to go and play with the kids out there, okay? And you, I'm going to play with the snow. Or maybe you're going to say, okay, this stupid, no, weather, I hate it, no. So that's how it is. Now, if you have said too much of that stupid weather, I hate it, then, I mean, maybe the, the voice that will come is later around, if you repeat those thoughts after being exposed to the weather, you have recorded the voice, stupid weather, I hate it. So now it's not gonna be like an alternative, it's cold, or it could be the voice, but it's gonna be also the voice, this is stupid weather, I hate it. So we have to recognize that, okay, as a voice, a memories. Now, I can do something about it. Now, I can actually take action and put a jacket or maybe go in the house and turn the heater and take action. No. Or I can have a conversation with my mind. Now in the present, me right now, okay, talking to this recording information. And this is the foolishness thing that humans do. Okay, I'm talking with this conversation that's called rumination. Okay, I have these dialogues. Oh yeah, it was also called last week and it's gonna be called tomorrow. And you know, this stupid, and the voice keep coming back from the past. Oh yeah, how stupid it is. Now, why you move here? Oh yeah, why did I move here? And then uh, it comes a voice, it was your, your father-in-law's fault, okay? It was the company's fault. And then you go in and then you move around this uh, incredible conversation that it keeps you turning the stress mechanism. And, and you feel really, you know, uh, bad, those things can eventually bring you into uh, being with anxiety, uh, affect your, your life. You can, you change your biology. There is stress hormones, you know, running with in greater numbers around your bloodstream that will increase uh, uh, inflammatory markers. And, and what is the result? It's not only physically, it's mentally, because, you know, what kind of life is that? No. But you actually cannot really perceive, you know, the choices you have and the opportunity that present. So that's a good practice, you know. If if you do this, you know, I promise you, okay, that things can change. Oh. I I uh, remember that uh, uh, some like twenty years ago, I was really uh, going through some of this traumatic, incited and depressed moments and and i uh, approached a friend of mine okay 
who I talk about this. And, you know, he told me something that at that time, you know, I was aware, but, uh, you know, I wasn't really paying much attention. And, uh, you know, due to the my interest in neurobiology and all this uh, work in the brain, you know, I put the pieces together. And, and of course, you know, that's work. I just, I was amazing how in about a uh, few minutes, I was totally out of that depression moment. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, normally, uh, oh, by the way, it was as you were little. I was uh, taking one day, you know, the because uh, I was so depressed, uh, one of my my associates, he was trying to call me for a few days. He responded, we have some things to take care of. So he was concerned. So he called the police okay, to go and check on me. And the police knock on the door, no? And in fact, your mom, and your mom, you know, she said, okay, how can we help you? And the police said, well, we got a phone call and from a friend of your husband, which is concerned because it's been over 10 days. There's no phone calls and respond to business. And then uh, she, my wife came to me. She knew that I was going through this and she didn't know how to help. She was trying, but... Uh, but you know, this thing comes deeper. You get so much uh, entangled without these mental conditions and with uh, uh, activities of the mind. And, you know, I was rehearsing all this, having these conversations that were so uh, affecting me. So anyway, so my wife came and I barely walked. I didn't want to go anywhere, not the bathroom either. So, so I went there and I talked to the police and he asked me, he was very nice. He said, you know, such and such friend was concerned. How are you doing? And I told him, you know what? I don't know what to do. He said, would you mind if I call uh, a uh, ambulance? You know, we can bring you to a place that can help you. And and I did that. You know, I accept. I said, well, I put my car down. <laughs> they took me there. Okay. And, and I was there in... Uh, by the way, in the time that I was there, this is as I talked to a friend of mine on the phone in the way to the place. And he he gave me this, he made me aware of some things. I practiced that. I got to the hospital, filled out the paperwork. And my goodness, you know, a few minutes later, I was okay. And of course, they didn't let me go until for a few hours because, <laughs> you know, they kind of keep you there without thinking that you're probably going to commit suicide or something. But, but this is a powerful, uh, you know, way to kind of change and shift, okay? I mean, of course, it's not like, you know, you you turn on the light or off and you're totally done and, and well. I mean, there is things that you, you have to do. And, and actually, you know, this is when you do was the beginning, no? I'm a tremendous change. And still, you know, it is a, a blessing for me to know that the capability that we have, how our brain really decides to help us, and how we mess it up by uh, putting information, you know, in the brain like a computer, no? We put a lot of trash in it and too many applications eventually kind of it's not fast enough okay, and start getting damaged. Okay. Unfortunately, we can reverse those conditions and we have a, a 
protocols that we have put together, you know, my own personal experience, you know, kind of was one of the things that moved me to uh, trying to uh, uh, put solutions because I know, you know, from the mental state comes our health and everything else, the way how we sleep, the energy we have in the day, uh, and it comes everything else. So we have uh, this program called Connection that it helps people to walk them through. But these, these are tips for today. Awesome. I really appreciate you sharing all that. Uh, especially, I didn't know that story. So I really appreciate Oh, you uh, were leading. You probably were like, well, it was one day. You were at school. Okay. And uh, they took me. You were at school. And, and your wife came back to pick me up. Because I felt really good, you know, after like once when I was there, I mean, a few minutes later. <laughs> so I want to go out. I couldn't go out, but, but it was good, you know, that experience I and uh, it made me think how fragile the mind is, but also how much of a internal power it is. And uh, if we will know just only how to reach out to those, and that's what uh, many people have been doing it's been for you know all these years, been teaching and training and, and researching and, and trying to you know, provide tools and teach people how to implement these tools to improve their life. Awesome. Well, hopefully these tips help you guys, especially if, if any of you are feeling with the anxiety, uh, depression, hopefully these this help and take care. Thank you.